there, and welcome to Blazing Gutch. I'm Teresa Blaze, and I've got my sidekick, my co-host, my all-around good friend and fellow troublemaker, Michelle Saunders Gutch. And we're back. We've got another week of uh, football and stuff to talk about. And you know what? It's a good week when you're dealing with football. So, Michelle, how are you doing? Hey, Teresa. I am doing great. We've got some cooler temps here in KC. I know the Chiefs are having a good time at training camp. And uh, I'm ready to talk football with you, friend. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, let's do a recap. I know that um, Lossman, as he's known uh, and called, is going to cover some of the rest of the games. So let's focus on uh, two games that, that happened that had you know, the importance to us. And that would be the Chiefs against the Saints and the Cardinals against the Broncos. Uh, Michelle, you watched that Chiefs game. Can you kind of give us a rundown of what happened? Oh, geez. There's, um, it's a preseason game, of course. And the Chiefs came out a little bit slow compared to the Saints, it seemed. They took a little while, I think. Mahomes was starting in that first quarter and he threw, uh, you know, a couple of passes. Um, he would gain some yardage. It seemed like he ran the ball a little. It didn't seem, though, that they could make a lot of yardage because the uh, team, the Saints, had a really strong defense. And so, you know, uh, it was fun to, you know, see all the players play and, you know, those that were able to, to start, um, didn't have Chris Jones there, of course, um, on the, on the, um, chief side, but you know, it's one for the books. Were there any like rookies that stood out to you that you watched? Those that stood out were safety Justin Reed, but for the wrong reasons. And Derek Carr and James Winston kind of marched the Saints up and down the field. But yeah, I would say some of the wide receivers really left their marks on the game. And of course, the Shane Bouchelle, he really came out unexpectedly um he was you know the backup quarterback so i think he really got to shine and you know really kind of brought the team back because they were kind of in a funk i mean they dug themselves into a seven to nothing hole in the first half i mean and and that was interesting because you would expect, I mean, you're talking about the Super Bowl champions. You would you would expect them to come out with a little bit of fire. Uh, I did listen to uh, the Defending the Kingdom podcast, which is the uh, Chiefs podcast that uh, um, Chipotas run, runs. And, you know, it almost seemed like, you know, what they were saying was that the, 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 the Saints had just a fire underneath them, like, it, I, and I'm, I'm guessing it was more like the Chiefs were treating it like a preseason game, and so they weren't running on all cylinders. I think they were a little bit um, taken aback by that. You know, that the Saints were just coming at 
them like they were. And I don't think they were prepared for the defense. Um, you know what I mean? I, I mean, they were just, the Saints were just really, they they really, really played hard all the way through. I will also say that there was a cornerback that recorded an interception and he did pretty well. And then uh, one of their, def- his name, um, it's a hard name, Echo boy go <laughs> that kind of thing i mean or sorry i mean he was echo it was a corner okay there's a got it he was a, a corner and then K- caliph hilassi hilassi he was an undrafted free agent cornerback so i mean it was a it truly was uh, a rough kind of a rough first half for them so, sounds like they got beat um when they were doing a lot of their, their, uh, you know, trying to guard. And it sounds like they just got beat again and again, you know what I mean? And for a rookie, you know, that's kind of a welcome to the NFL moment. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. I mean, I didn't hear, I mean, I don't think that's going to cause anything with their morale or anything like that. I know that they changed up some things in training camp and how they're playing. And um, I think that's a good thing. I'm not sure Kelsey was all that crazy about some of the ways that the plays that they chose and, and how they were training. But, you know, that's what preseason games do. They kind of give you uh, an assessment of kind of your weak areas sometimes, I think, too. I think... Also, you know, a good preseason game, I mean, it's one thing to go into training camp and you're practicing against your own teammates, but also when you're practicing against unknown quantities that you let, especially for the rookies, they've never played against, um, and you're in a game setting, it doesn't matter how much you game plan for it or or run drills like a two-minute drill or a red zone drill, you know, it's doesn't matter. I think that a game like that will expose the rookies who really can't cut it and it'll highlight the ones that can. Yes, I think so too. And, you know, I think if you want to do a summation totally of the Chiefs, it was that it was a full team effort as always, and they have to keep playing that way. And I mean, they came back. Uh, it was unfortunate what happened, you know, in the last two. I think it was two seconds, something like that, where they lost to the Saints. I mean, it 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 is what it is, um, and how that happened. Um, it's a fluky kind of thing. These things do happen, and if they weren't so close in, you know, the score, you know, they would have been able to keep it, keep keep their win. But I mean, they they really kind of. Like I said, dug themselves in a hole the first quarter, second quarter, and then, you know, had to come out. And sometimes that doesn't work. Sometimes that just doesn't win. So Yeah. Sometimes if you dig yourself too much of a hole, uh, that hole is too big to overcome. And, you know, that's just, yeah. So I totally, wow. And I'm looking forward to seeing them play again. Um, so let's shift, shift gears a little bit. Um. I want to kind of touch on the Broncos and the Cardinals. Um, okay. From the, cause I watched that game. Um, uh, 
from the standpoint of the Broncos, they came out and they looked flat, especially on offense. Like, the Cardinals' defense was on point. They were hungry, and there were many times that they dropped uh, the quarterback to the ground. You know, and the and it, it, I mean, the Broncos did get some touchdowns. They did score. You know, there were some nice throws. There were some nice um, uh, scoring opportunities for the Broncos. But from what I saw, it, it just really felt like at first, like, oh, man, are they going to do a repeat of last season? This is not the quality football you want to see for a Sean Payton team, you know. And I got to give props to the Cardinals because their defense was on point, you know. I mean, they came out and they had a little something to say and they left it on the field. Shifting to the offense of the Cardinals, I I was not, I mean, there were some plays I thought were Clayton Toon. Okay, so let me back up. Colt McCoy came out and he did his throws and he actually did pretty good. You know, he ran his series uh, because he's the starting quarterback right now because Kyler Murray's out recovering from that ACL. I thought Clayton Toon was dealing with nerves and you could see it in his play. He was making a lot of uh, mistakes at first, but then he seemed to kind of settle down. This is a, this is it's just a game. I've played this game before. I'm good. You know, he seemed to settle down. I thought the Cardinals offense, but I liked the fact that they were mixing the run and the, and, and, and passing plays, you know, because within the last regime, they were focusing more on the air raid. They were focusing more on throwing it down the field and making, uh, neat plays instead of just getting the ball down the field any way which you can. I, I thought Clayton Tune, once he settled down, he did fine, you know, and then at the end of the game, you know, what I thought was interesting is they they got oh, let me back up. There was one thing that I saw that was kind of a glaring issue on both teams. Both of the kickers, actually it was like three kickers altogether, because it was I think one team had two kickers, the other had just one. All three kickers missed their field goals, you know, from fifty something yards out. And I'm like, are you serious right now? And and that kind of brought back to my mind. Cardinals had issues with their kicker last year. There were times that, that, you know, I'm going, not again. Come on. I liked the fact that the Cardinals, instead of just settling for the extra point, they went for the two point conversion at the end of the game. And they won. And yeah, and they got it. I thought the Cardinals did exceptionally well on defense. And Denver, I mean, they had their moments. They they did have their good moments. Um, I you know Russell Wilson um, did. I don't recall him playing very much in the game. No, he. I don't think he did. He started out. I'm I'm pretty sure he started. Yeah, because I saw he couldn't make much more yardage either. I mean, he they were after him. Oh yeah, they actually came. I mean, they were stuffing that box and, and they were putting men on that line. And it was good to see, like, you are not going to play the kind of football you want to play. You're going to, you're actually, you know, I liked what I saw. And my thinking is if they can do that again, 
especially going now they're going to be facing the Chiefs. If the Cardinals want to get a win against the Chiefs, they're going to have to play that kind of defense, if not more. Absolutely. And the uh, and Chiefs got to pick up their offense. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and the thing is with the Cards, they are going to have to, they're going to have to keep Mr. Patrick Mahomes and and any backup quarterbacks. I know you guys. You got some. You got some running. You got some quarterbacks that can use their legs and use them well. And so what they the Cardinals are going to have to do is they're going to have to bring a lot of pressure very quickly. Make that quarterback uncomfortable. Get him, you know, running around in that box where he can't find a man. And if that happens, they can get sacks and they, or they can get enough pressure where he could throw the ball away, make him incomplete throws, so on and so forth. That's what they're going to have to do because where are they playing on on uh, on they're sa- going to be uh, uh they're Saturday. playing well the Cardinals are on the road so they're playing uh the Chiefs are home okay so we're at Arrowhead okay nope. mm-hmm. ooh okay that's going to be hard for the Cardinals yeah I would agree especially with that fan fan noise you're going to have to really tighten up that 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 offensive line and hold it because those Chiefs are not going to play nice. They're just not, and nor should they. Who is the backup quarterback for Kyler? So the backup quarterback is Colt McCoy. Okay, so he's he's been there before and has done a great job in the past. Yes, yes. He's actually pretty decent. Um and, you know, the Cardinals, they had Clayton Toon, who was a rookie that they drafted. I'm pretty sure we're going to see some reps from him. I think now that he has a game under his belt, he's got the nerves out of his system. I'm hoping he just settles down and does what he does. Because once he settled down, I thought he did well. Once he settled down, he was fine. It was the, uh, oh, my God, I'm playing. I'm playing in the NFL. I'm playing my first game. You know, all the the stuff that the rookie probably goes through when they're, you know, but I'm I'm thinking the coaches just need to coach him up and really focus him in on make your throws. We know you're good. We know you can do this. Just make your throws. How is the new coach doing? Do you think? I like him. Um, he's very much about accountability. From what I'm hearing, the culture has completely changed. Like there is a lot more that is expected and they, and he lets you know if you're messing up. Like I sense an integrity that's coming from him that I like, you know? So I'm just really happy. I will say this. Um, I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping that his installing a new offense that is a mix of run and pass goes a lot a longer way than what we saw in the past because you don't want to become one-dimensional you really don't you 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 run the football you pound it down their throats so that you can open up passing lanes you know but when you strictly focus on the pass and that's all you've got it may look like different in different packaging but it's still a pass well then you're pretty one-dimensional and teams can sniff that out pretty quickly Right. I think that's the thing with the Chiefs. They're trying to come up with new strategy, new plays, so people can't guess, you know, guess who they, what they're doing, who they are, you know, are in, in, in their, in their plays. You know what I mean? So, and I do think that's the excitement, right? (laughs) That's the excitement too. 
I'm also going to be interested to see, you know, how the rookies for the Cardinals play, uh, because there are some that are just standing out that kind of made an impact in this game. Can't remember. Uh, Miles My- Harris, I think, was one of them. You know, there was something about him that just, you know, um, he got on that field, he did his job, and that was it, you know. Um, I'm also going to be interested to see who does the edge rushing. Who does the edge rushing? Because we need someone that can come around that edge and put a licking on that quarterback. And, we, you know, just drop him to the ground and be done with it. I want to see who actually can fill that spot. You know, because we lost uh, J.J. Watt and a couple others. It's going to be an interesting game, I think. I think so. I think you're right. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. I really am. I mean, you know. I am too, actually. I'm glad it worked out that I'll be able to to watch it. I mean, I wish I were in a Chiefs box. <laughs> Not there yet. Not there yet. But who knows? I mean, I, I, I got to... F- Lean into my contacts there, the leadership council here in Kansas City. Once I start doing some some things more uh, more for for what they're doing too, but anyway, it would be a blast. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. But I think you know, I'm. I think for me, I want to see what the offensive line does now i want to see can they improve on the on the mistakes i will say this this is something i liked there was only what nine maybe 10 penalties for the whole game that was pretty good you know they played both teams played a relatively clean football game which is a big improvement from last year on both sides because the broncos were notorious for penalties. Yeah, their games were messy. Oh, God. Yeah, they were just bad. All the way around. Well, yeah. Yeah, they were just bad. I'm hoping, you know, and speaking of the Broncos, I think they're going to play the San Francisco 49ers, which that will be an interesting game. Did you watch the 49ers play in preseason? I did not. Uh, they didn't, I didn't think they played as well as I would have thought against the Las Vegas, excuse me, Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders definitely shined. Interesting. Interesting. I'll tell you, I'll tell you who we, we, as far as that goes, the Seahawks, we need to keep an eye on them. We do. Cause they didn't, I mean, they creamed Minnesota. Oh, it was brutal. It was that was a bloodbath. <laughs> I was just like, "Ow!" I'm that sure hurt. our friend, our friend John, will have some input. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure, I'm sure. And speaking of him, uh, let's go find out what happened in the rest of the NFL. Hey, welcome one, welcome all to episode two of Washman Across the NFL, a special segment of the Blaze and Gotch NFL podcast for Thursday, August 17th, 2023. Thanks for joining me today, and I hope God is blessing you immensely this week. Uh, I want to give a real quick shout out to the guys over at Faith on the Field Show podcast. Um, I've started to uh, follow their shows as well, and these are uh, guys that are of great faith 
that are sharing uh, faith and, uh, you know, sports at the same time. Um, and so I want to go uh, real quickly through the uh, games from uh, here last week. I'm going to break. I'm going to go through the actual complete stats from uh, four of these games. And then the rest of them, I'm just going to give the scores just for time's sake. OK, so you got on Thursday, August 10th, you had the uh, Texans 20 Patriots nine. Now, I did pick the Texans to win in this one. Um, I don't do score predictions, but I did pick them to win in this one. Um, so the Texans, Davis Mills was nine for 12, 99 yards and one touchdown. Patriots, Bailey Zappi was 12 for 14 with 79 yards. Texas, uh, Mike Boone had four carries for 25 yards. Patriots, uh, my, uh, Malik Cunningham had five carries, 34 yards and a touchdown. The Texans, Nathaniel Adele had five receptions, 65 yards and one touchdown, and the Patriots' uh, Tyquan Thornton had two receptions and 31 yards. This next one, uh, Seahawks 24, Vikings 13. I did not <laughs> pick the Seahawks to win. I picked the Vikings to win this one, but I was wrong. Uh, Minnesota's uh, Nick Williams, uh, 14 of 20, 139 yards and one touchdown. Seahawks, uh, my grand uh, Draylock, uh uh, in the, see the Seahawks MU grad Drew Locke. Uh, my son went to Mizzou, so um, you know uh, was uh, seventeen of twenty four, hundred ninety one yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Minnesota's Ty Chandler um, was had eleven carries and forty one yards. Seahawks uh, Bryant uh, Kob- uh, Bryant Kobach. Uh, six carries and 32 yards. Minnesota's uh, Jalen uh, Rager, uh, four receptions, uh, 55 yards. And the Seahawks, uh, Jake Bobo, three receptions, 55 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, the Steelers, 27. Buccaneers, 17. Uh, the Steelers, uh, Mason Rudolph. Uh, 7 of 12, 132 yards and one touchdown. Buccaneers, John Wolford, 10 of 17, 111 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Steelers, um, Calvin Austin, the, the third, uh, two carries and, uh, 31 and 23 yards. Buccaneers, uh, Chade, uh, Chase, uh, Edmonds, six carries and 18 yards. Seahawks, David Moore, three receptions, 66 yards. Falcons, 19, Dolphins, three. Falcons, Logan Woodside was 14 of 23 for 146 yards. Dolphins, Skyward Thompson, 10 of 16, 140, uh, 104 yards and two interceptions. Uh, and then, uh, the Falcons, uh, Goodwin, uh, I, 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 bouquet, uh, 13 carries, 70 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Dolphins, Miles Gaskin, seven carries, uh, 57, uh, yards. Falcons, um, Xavier Malone, uh, two, um, two receptions, 50 yards. And the Dolphins, uh, Devin Akane, four receptions and 41 yards. Now I learned after trying to pick a few of these games, like I said, that I either need to stop trying to pick games or I need to start going with the complete opposite of what my initial thought was. So, uh, the, uh, the rest, the rest of the games, Packers 36, Bengals 19, Detroit Lions 21, New York Giants 16, Washington Commanders 17, Browns 15, Cardinals 18, Broncos 17, Chicago Bears 23, Titans 17. Um, Buffalo Bills 23, Colts 19, Jets 20. Jets snapped back from their loss to the Browns last week, uh, 27-0 over the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars 28, Cowboys 23, uh, Baltimore Ravens 20, um, and uh, Philadelphia Eagles uh, 19. Uh, the uh, 
uh, LA Chargers 34, uh, LA Rams 17, New Orleans Saints 26, unfortunately, Kansas City Chiefs 24, uh, Las Vegas Raiders 34, San Francisco 49ers 7. Okay. And I'll be honest, if I was picking that last game, I would have picked the 49ers over the Raiders. I would have picked the uh, Chiefs over the New Orleans Saints, but I didn't try to pick any more games after those first few. And, uh, but anyway, that's the scores in the rest of the games. And uh, like I said, it was nice to see the Jets snap back from their loss to the uh, Browns the previous week. My pastor is a Chicago Bears fan, so shout out to him with his Bears winning 23-17 to over the uh, Tennessee Titans. That was nice to see. And I'm sure uh, Teresa's happy that the uh, Cardinals uh, won it with the Broncos 18-17. to uh, Washington, <coughs> Washington Commanders... <coughs> Excuse me. Um, with their 17 uh, to 15 loss, uh, one over the Browns, there's been some controversy come up here in the last few days that uh, while some people were saying that when uh, originally people were threatening boycotts, uh, if the uh, Redskins didn't change their, their name to something else, well, now there's controversy saying a lot of people are threatening a boycott if they don't change the name back to the Redskins. And personally, I didn't think it should have ever changed from the uh, Redskins to the uh, to the Commanders. So that's just my personal take on that. Uh, this week's games, uh, Thursday the 17th, Cleveland Browns and Philadelphia Eagles. Um, uh, Friday, uh, 818, you've got the Carolina Panthers and New York Giants, Cincinnati Bengals and Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons. Saturday, uh, August 9th, uh, 19th, you got the Jacksonville Jaguars and Detroit Lions, Cowboys, Seahawks, Saints, Chargers, uh, Dolphins, uh, Texans, Bills, Steelers, Bears, Colts, Buccaneers, Jets, Titans, Vikings, Chiefs and Cardinals, uh, Patriots and Packers, Broncos and 49ers, and uh, Raiders and Rams and uh, the uh, Ravens and Commanders. So uh, those are your games coming up here for this coming week. Um, some other things that came up in the uh, NFL from CBS NFL. Uh, one thing we one thing we learned about each team um, and in each opener, uh, grading first round rookies after uh, their uh, debuts, winners and losers from the Cook and Zeke uh, uh, deals. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly for all 32 in the preseason. Uh, burning question, is Russell Wilson washed up? Um, honestly, I didn't know if Russell Wilson was going to make a comeback as a Broncos quarterback this year. He didn't didn't look very good last year, and I wondered if they'd actually go with him as their starting quarterback this year. But obviously they did. Um, he's still not performing well. So there's still a question is, you know, does he have it? Can they continue with him at the position of starting quarterback? That still remains to be seen. Um, NFL roster cuts. Uh, Ex-Ravens and Seahawks running back uh, Alex Collins dies at only the young age of 28. Um, Jets uh, Hall returns to practice uh, a day after uh, team uh, adds Cook. And uh, Chiefs Justin Ross uh, was carted off from practice. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see if Justin Ross is able to uh, return for the Chiefs here in uh, their game against the uh, Cardinals here uh, this week. Um, I also want to start doing a little collector spotlight. And uh, I, I love to collect all kinds of things, and I know you guys do too. So, um, the uh, you know, I don't know if you knew you collect football cards, 
But uh, the uh, first known uh, cards depicting football co- co- uh, players was a 35-card set in 1894 by Mayo of the top Ivy League players. Uh, one card had no specific ID of the player, but was believed to be uh, John Dunlap from Harvard. And in 1933, uh, multi-sport, uh, Gaudi sport uh, Kings set included uh, Red Grange, uh, Newt Rockney, and Jim Thorpe. In 1948, Bowman issued cards with bubblegum in them. Okay. And then uh, 20, the uh, cards are coming out for 2023 real quick. 2023 Leaf Draft, uh, Football Blaster, 2020, uh, 2022 and 2023 Bowman's Best University, uh, called Collegiate Inserts and Autographs, 2023 Donruss Elite, 2023 Immaculate Collection Collegiate, 2023 Leaf Exotic, 2023 Leaf Metal, 2023 Leaf Signature Series, 2023 Panini Black, uh, Chronicles Draft Picks, Panini Gold Standard, uh, Panini Instant NFL Night, uh, Panini Instant NFL uh, P- Players Association Rookie Premier, RPS First Look, uh, Panini Casey Chiefs Super Bowl uh, 54 Champions Box Set, uh, Panini Legacy, Panini Luminance, uh, Panini Mosa- Mosaic Draft Picks, uh, Panini, Pan- Panini Plates and Patches, Panini Prism Draft, Panini uh, Select Draft, Sage High Series, Sage Low Series, Score, First of the Score, uh, which is 2023 Score, is the first officially licensed NFL product of the 2023 season. 2023 Tops uh, now looks at top draft picks uh, with base cards and on-card autographs. 2023 Upper Deck uh, NFL CFL Canadian Football League and 2023 Upper Deck USFL uh, football box set with limited parallels and autographs. So I recently picked up a pack of the 2023 Chronicles draft picks um, and uh, got some interesting cards in those. So go out and enjoy football card collecting here uh, this uh, this season. I'll be doing things on football NFL collectibles, but I'm also going to do some NFL book reviews. Some of those are going to be some much older books that are kind of a little shorter, real quick reads. Some of those will be, you know, newer books and things like that, but I want to mix it up a little bit, okay? So thanks again for joining me for Loshman Across the NFL for August 17th. May God bless you richly, and I will see you next time. Um. All right, and we're back. And Michelle, I believe you have a sponsor for us, or not a sponsor. A uh, Actually, let's touch on the sponsor real quick. And then I believe you have a player to highlight. I do. Very good. Well, this week's sponsor is uh, Kadosh Media. Look, maybe you're hearing us talk on the microphone. You're thinking, I could probably do something like that about whatever. Well, actually, you can, and we'd like to help you fix it. Kadosh Media is a faith-based podcast production company that helps uh, faith-based companies and and or ministries start, grow, and monetize a podcast. We would love to talk to you. So go to www.com. Kadosh Media, K-A-D-O-S-H Media.com. Grab a time to talk with us and let's see how we can help you get your voice heard. All right, Michelle, who do we got to feature today? Well, I am very blessed to be able to feature Justin Simmons from the Denver Broncos. 
and he's an all-pro safety. He's a three-time Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee for the Broncos. And what's exciting about him is he does so much for his community there in Denver. Him and his wife, Taryn, uh, they lead a lot of their own charity events through their foundation. And he's, you know, truly an involved person in his community. And he has a heart for people. And also what is cool is he grew up with faith. He has a faith-based upbringing. And faith and family to him is really, really important because faith has been in his life, his whole life. And he sees how valuable that is. And of course, he has a great heart for people as Jesus has a heart for people. And so he's very selfless on and off the field. Um, He was drafted by the Broncos in 2016. And so, you know, he's definitely a leader and a team player. And, you know, the characteristics of a Christian are just all over this guy on and off the field. And so I think, you know, the Broncos really do appreciate him. His community appreciates him. He understands that maybe some of his fans don't have the same beliefs that he does, but they cannot argue how he is spending his time. And, you know, what that does is it's a witness, you know, how God's light is shining in him and through him. And so I think the players really are blessed by him and, you know, the kids and I think is going to be a great leader. And that will be very, very fun to watch um, as he continues with the Broncos, you know, and Russell Wilson is a Christian too. I'm really delighted to be able to share that. You know, I will say that a lot of the information that I, I did get is from SB Nation. Um, so I do want to give credit to them for their their article and what they've shared. And to Lori Latmore, she, Volkman, she also, you know, contributed. So I, I do want to make sure that, you know, our listeners understand that sometimes I get this information from others who are highlighting them. And so anyway, but... I didn't know a whole lot about him until, you know, I did some research and, you know, I, I think he feels like it's our time to, you know, make an impact as Christians and he wants to spread the love of Christ. I think that's awesome. What kind of charity does he run? Well, it's a foundation. He has a lot of different charities. It's called the Justin Simmons Foundation. So, you know, he does a lot of different work with kids and helping them. He doesn't, you know, really talk about one particular charity. I think he supports many, but they're kid kid charities. And, you know, they focus on helping kids be better in 
all that they need to be. So I don't specifically see one here. I think the foundation supports a variety and and they allow others to also uh, give to their charity of choices through his foundation. So I think that's a really cool thing too. What is his products like on the field? Would you say he's pretty solid in his in his gameplay? Well, you know, I I think he is. I mean, I think he his his ethic is is out there, and you know, he's received honor for his giving on the field as well as off the field. All I can say is he's highly regarded and respected, and so he he's a third rank scoring defense. I guess. And he had, I think, like five interceptions, four tackles, 12 passes, uh, one and a half sacks and two quarterback hits in 2020. I think 2022, you know, I, I don't have stats on 2023 right here, but he gives, you know, his immense work off the field in addition to his, pro, you know, his all pro season work on the field. I do think there's both. I love hearing about these football players that are like, you know, they step on that field and their job is to mess you up. That's basically it. Okay. But then they step off the field and their job is to walk out their faith. To me, that is just beautiful. Yeah. They, they really want to honor God both ways. There's always a challenge, but you know, and he does have his belief in racial justice. And, you know, that's all I can say. Um, he has he has his, you know, beliefs there. But, you know, he's going to stand up and speak out as he needs to. I get it. I get it. Well, I love it. And um, I can't wait to see what kind of stuff he does on the field. I can't wait to see uh, how his season plays out this this year for the Broncos. Me too. I mean, it's kind of fun. It's fun to highlight these players. And I know there's a lot more. But trying to just find information that can be shared that that our listeners would enjoy hearing, I think, is is a joy to be able to do. Well, we love we love it when you bring these uh, players forward because there's just it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. So with that, uh, are there any games besides the Cardinals and the Chiefs that you are looking forward to watching? Well, of course, I'm really excited about being able to watch the Chiefs play their first season game, you know, when they actually play, it's like, oh, geez, a ways away. I think September 7th. Yeah, it's like three weeks away. Yeah. They're really trying to be ready in the season and in the preseason is what I'm trying to say. Um, So, you know, tonight, we have the Cleveland Browns and the Philadelphia Eagles in preseason. That will be a good game. That'll be a good game. And I know that um, I'm going to be enjoying watching the Jaguars too. And the Jets. This season. Are, yeah. Are yeah. They playing, yeah. They're playing the Jets. That's, I'm actually going to That's going to be, yeah, that's going to be fun. And I want to see the Bills, how they oh, play. Yes, 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 absolutely. I'm in absolute agreement with you because um, I want to see how DeMar Hamlin plays. Yes, I think that'll be an interesting game, you know, to see 
And then Josh Allen, of course, and he's another quarterback. And of course, I want to see how well, you know, these players, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Hurts, Nick Bosa, Travis, Joe, Tyreek, Josh, as I said, Mike Parsons, they are all great players in 2023 and Chris Jones. So, you know, it's fun. It's fun to watch. Oh, it is. I mean, I don't know about you, but it's like football's back. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it's interesting because, I mean, we've got these preseason games going out all the way, you know, till the end of August and then jumping in on the real games, (laughs) I guess the games that really count. But, you know, there's so many like on the on Saturday, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven preseason games. And then next Saturday, um, on the 20, uh, this is the 26th, they have one, two, three, four. Oh, and the Cardinals are playing again, and the Chiefs are playing the Browns. And I mean, there's a lot of preseason. I mean, there's a lot of preseason activity. Oh, yeah. And it's going to keep it will keep us busy. <laughs> so, well, I, I I'll i tell you what, I'm going to keep an eye on. I, I mean, I think for me, I'm very interested to see the Bills. I'm interested to see um, the Jets. I, 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 I really think they are a dark horse. I think they're going to make some noise. I think they're going to make some noise. I don't know. I'm not ready to say that they're a championship team because. Well, I mean, and I can only compare with the product of last year versus what we have now. Um, But I want to see a little bit more from them before I actually start making some predictions. Yeah. Have you did any follow up of the Lions? Because I know the Chiefs are playing them on the 7th of September. That's their first. I believe that's their first game. You know, I haven't delved too deep into the Lions, but I know that some people are picking them uh, to be another dark horse team. Well, it'll be interesting because, I mean, she's got some hard games. I mean, they're going to play the Bears, the Jaguars, the Jets, the Vikings, again, the Broncos, the Chargers. Well, if the Vikings play like they played this last time, they're not going to be all that hard. <sighs> yeah, I and I don't see them playing the cards, not in, you know, the season, um, not yet, other than preseason. So it'll be interesting. I'm excited. I, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you're talking football. I mean, can you, can you, can you say no any other way? I mean, just, yeah. So, and you know, what better way to celebrate my, uh, uh, Shabbat than to watch football? <laughs> you know, that's just kind of my thing. You know, it's like, Ooh, okay. It's on Saturday. I guess I know what I'm doing and it won't interfere with church because the game's being on Saturday, which means I don't have to miss anything, which is good. <laughs> so yeah. Looks like a lot of the games are, in, yeah, they're all Saturday and Friday and Thursday, primarily. Like we have the game tonight. So, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch that. So, hey, I think with that, um, we have a lot of games to keep an eye on. Uh, you guys can check out the schedule, of course, um, for your team. And we want to know who you guys think might make some noise. We want to know who you guys um, think not necessarily who your favorite team is, but who do you think within the NFL is some a team that we should keep an eye on that maybe we're not? I would love for you to comment to us. You can you can comment on Facebook or you can comment on X. 
formerly Twitter, um, at Blazing Gutch on on uh, X, um, and at Blazing Gutch on Facebook. We would love to hear from you. Or you can leave a comment on our website, which is BlazingGutch.com. Michelle, thank you so much. I love doing this with you. Oh, it's fun. We're just two crazy women talking football, right, Teresa? Oh, totally, totally. Uh, With that, I'm Teresa Blaze. You're listening to Blazing Dutch, and we're out. If you run across someone that we don't know about, please text it in. I want you to text NFL to 575-223-1596. You're going to get a little link. You're going to fill out your information. If you got football thoughts, anything, we want to hear about it. 